1: Welcome back to America's Heroes Group, a roundtable with our partner, National Nurses United. Today is Saturday, August 20th, 2022. August is National Wellness Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, the co-host. Executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega. Of Scouts Honor productions, and we have our partner on the line, Miss Adelina Marshall. She's a VA mental health nurse, and she want to talk about legislation to pass regarding burn pits, care for burn people that were exposed to burn pits, and also the signs and symptoms of monkeypox. How are you doing, Miss Marshall?
0: I'm great, and how are you? And thank you for having me on your show today. It's our and pleasure. Thank you to amazing
1: group. All, our pleasure is all ours. So tell us, what do we need to know about uh, the burn pits, the legislation that passed? Um, what should vets be doing right now about this?
0: Well, the first thing is, if veterans are not um, affiliated with uh, VA for treatment and care, they need to sign up so that they can get into the system. They should get uh, whatever required paperwork together. And then if they have any concerns that um, they have any sort of cancer that could be related to being in Iraq or Afghanistan near those burn pits, at the burn pits, any place the smoke um, may have affected them, then they should immediately come to the VA so that they can get treatment, um, which we are so excited that the president has um, push this forward for the care of our veterans. Our concern also is that as they open up the programs to the veterans, that they also review the staffing and the training of the staff so that we can um, be better prepared to take care of the veterans that we're expecting to get through this uh, legislation.
1: So I wasn't deployed, but I did know about the burn pits, and I'd seen them burn pits many times on videos and social media and things like that. Um, and I knew the process of how they were how they how they because I was I mean you're kind of trained in, in that being in, in, and that was in maintenance. How does how does the how was the burn pits different from what was done in previous wars? Because it seemed like that was it was relied upon a lot in Afghanistan and Iraq. But what was different about the burn pits than what you saw in say in in, uh, in uh, Vietnam? And then the veterans who were exposed to those types of chemicals during those times, um, what's the what's the exposure risk from previous generations?
0: One uh, has come from studies more so out of Vietnam is the impact of Agent Orange on those veterans, which was used to um, destroy the shrubbery and things like that mm-hmm. that uh, allowed the Vietnamese to hide in. I'm sure that uh, the Vietnam vets they're all in their oh early 70s going into the 80s and that um maybe if they have been affected by those things that they have got treatment but it may not have been identified as being related to issues with the, with the burn pit hmm. and they may not have had to Things the way they had to do in, a, in these other two um, war or um, conflicts that we were in,
1: and it seems like too like the stuff that we're burning, like we pretty much burn everything, like we burn and, and then using jet fuel, which is not the best thing in the world to take in as a as a fume in your into your into your lungs. Um, I, and mean, I
0: think the jet fuel, fuel using the jet fuel is also a major uh, causatory factor. Towards um, you know towards cancer, as well as the wiring, electronic wiring that has coatings on it, um, maybe copper in it that has melts down and in uh, inhaled uh, as people are standing around the burn pit, and then uh, tires and things that has cotton and oil and rubber, and all of that contributes. To your lungs um, being uh, attacked with with all these chemicals, and then through the years, um, some people because of that has developed a cancer, and even maybe a brain cancer too.
1: So what do you do? So if you've been exposed to these things, um, and you're seem healthy now, but you're worried about that maybe in ten years or fifteen or twenty years, or when you get older, that something might happen to you. But, I mean, because cancer is scary. That's a scary thing to think about, that you might develop cancer down the road.
0: First thing I would encourage anyone to do is to register at the VA and go in and get everything documented, get your orders um, to show that you were there. Because even doing Vietnam, I think a center in... Kentucky burned, and a lot of Vietnam vets had a problem being able to um, verify certain aspects of uh, where they were deployed to so we even recently learned about uh, you know Navy um, who carried uh, Agent Orange uh, to to these areas that were also exposed to it wasn't just the the veterans on the ground who were fighting the soldiers and the Marines and everything. Uh, it was also, they're also finding out that there was, um, many of the soldiers who participated in, in handling, uh, these items one way or another that perhaps they weren't properly, um, covered and, and had the proper equipment to handle these items.
1: So you, you think soldiers are going to be more aware, having gone through this this really twenty years of of conflict through Afghanistan and Iraq, knowing when you're smelling these burn pits, it couldn't be a good thing. See, <laughs> so the smell this isn't nasty, toxic chemical. It smells like you know somebody lit up uh, some like a dead rat on in turpentine or whatever and set it on fire. I mean, the thing is, the the, the our, our veterans and more and service members in the future going to be more um, cautious or? Maybe not the word cautious, not the right word, but maybe even more um, hesitant to think about joining the military, or or maybe being more scared about what they're touching and what they're what they're around, what they're
0: exposed to. I think um, just like the workplace environment, that um, when OSHA identifies something as being a hazard, um, these situations have been identified and that they will probably, um, you know, the Pentagon, hopefully, or whoever is in control of all this will look at what they're purchasing, what these items are made out of, um, do our soldiers, including all branches of the military, have proper gear to um, to work with these things. So I think every situation provides a learning curve. And um, make um, the military, American public, soldiers all over the world to be um, more aware of uh, what, is, what is going on.
1: So now I think looking back at my time in the military. I mean, now I start thinking about, wow, you know, maybe it's a good idea to, to pack your own PPE your protective equipment, make sure you have, you know, uh, masks, you know, you have a gas mask that you're issued, that you're issued but maybe having, um, you know, uh, respirators, you know, that you can get from Home Depot, whatever, order respirators and have that part of your equipment, your own personal equipment. Because a lot of this, the equipment you have when you're in the military, you, you purchase on your own. You get it you get it for yourself because it makes you more comfortable and then it makes, your, yeah. easy, makes it easier for you to do, do your work. Buying your own PPE might be something we got to think about now.
0: Well... I'm glad that you brought that up because I think a PPE is something maybe every household should have, because you never you never know what may come up. Even even if you're traveling or something, you don't know if you're in a a hotel that might catch fire or uh, maybe attack. And you put that equipment on, uh, it gives you a you know a fighting chance. So it's something you know to th- to think about. I've traveled a lot. Um, in my prior um, job, and we're always concerned about things happening and stuff. So uh, and that's a good thing, I think, to maybe everybody back to keep it, or if you're traveling a lot, your exposure goes up just to carry it. And, the one- and I'm sure family of the military, our military men and women, they'll, they'll be looking at and making sure they have everything that they need so that they can come home safe.
1: Hmm. And then there's a registry as well for for burn pistol So people are supposed to call the registry to to um, let the military know that they have concerns about exposure. Uh,
0: yeah, but I would even if I I don't have uh, immediate concern. Even though I'm not having any signs and symptoms, um, you know, brain cancer kind of sneaks up on people. It, it may start with a headache. Uh, they may get you know, um, the eyes burning—something to letting them know is, is something is happening. And sometimes people don't follow up; they'll just go take a Tylenol, and you know it'll be okay. And it, it might clear up for a minute, and then it comes back. But they need to be really um, aware of any changes in their body. I, I always feel your body's gonna let you know. What's going on? You know, hey, wait a minute now. This is, let me tell you about this. Mm. You know, this is what the body is going to talk to you. And, um, you know, I keep having these headaches now. You need to go see about it. So I would say don't, if you have any um, symptoms, don't just blow it off. At least come and get it documented. Mm. Um, Maybe um, like your, your way you walk, it could be, you could be off balance. You can have um, memory loss. It might come back to you, but, you know, you can't maybe think of something in the moment. Maybe what you're normally doing, you're not doing it right. All of those can be signs that you might have um, an issue uh, in your brain. So any of that, I would, um, you know, I would come in and see about it.
1: So tell us about this monkeypox. What, first of all, what what is monkeypox? And then, what and how is that impacting uh, veterans in the VA system?
0: So, monkeypox is um, in the family of the smallpox and is really impacting people with immune compromising conditions. So, anybody who may be living with HIV. Um, hematologic malignancy, like if you've got leukemia or something, uh, organ transplant, um, stem cell transplant, chemotherapy, radiation, um, high doses if you're on a high dose of cortisone. Some people who are asthmatic um, and have other breathing problems they, or kidney problems, they may be on high doses of corti- cortisone. You might have an autoimmune disease. Um, you might have an M.O. deficiency as a clinical compound and part of that. So, um, you know, pregnant, women are breast, uh, pregnant or breastfeeding, and patients with disease that increase risk of of uh, strictures of fistulas, such as inflammatory bowel disease. So anything that is affecting your immune system, uh, even though you're healthy, most you know even healthy people can can come down with it. But it's most most likely will uh, affect those that have um, these in uh, anti immune disease situations.
1: Now, is this a sexually transmitted disease? I understand, or how, did, how was it transmitted?
0: Feel that it, it is, and some of the pox is showing up in areas that you know would be related. Um, to having um, sexual intimacy. So um, uh, one thing I would encourage is that they do um, have protective sex and um, because right now you you don't know. It's showing up basically the largest number is in San Francisco right now, but it, it is spreading. But a lot of people are not dying from it because they're having early intervention, but the treatment is more supportive. It has to be reported to the um, uh, public health department. And then for you to get the treatment for uh, the smallpox vaccination, it has to be approved by um, the FDA. So, they, you know, they want to have it where it's just going to be approved for emergency use right now. And they're working on getting that. They're asking for emergency usage.
1: So the smallpox, is is, is that curable or is it something that you live with forever?
0: Well, the, the monkeypox is something that they say will kind of will hit you and then um, leave. So the intubation period is about 20 days, but it can be up to 121 days.
1: Hmm.
0: So um, if you're starting to have any kind of, um, even a pimple, um, it could be, it could look like it's a pimple, but actually it could be monkeypox. So um, if you do, then you should really isolate yourself, make sure that it's reported, and then let your... Um, personal care doctor, no, so that they can get you diagnosed and treated.
1: Mm-hmm. But once you once you're treated, can it come back, or is it something that once you, once it passes, you're pretty much okay?
0: Well, from from the things that are out already, you will be okay. But we don't know what the long term um, possibilities of this is. Mm-hmm. And can Just,
1: you get, so can you get reinfected?
0: Oh uh, yeah, you can probably get reinfected because the, uh, the, a lot of those vaccines, they only have a certain amount of years that is good for. So you could, these are things that they need to discuss with the doctors and with specialists. And I'm sure if anyone comes down with monkeypox that they will be, um, seen by infection, infection dis, uh, specialists.
1: So once you have monkeypox, or say you get the vaccine, which is just you're saying it still has to be approved, um, how effective yeah. is a vaccine to keep you from getting monkeypox if you're exposed to it?
0: Well, this is what's happening now. A lot of people are who have the um you know, who have uh immune deficiency problems and stuff, they are encouraging them to get vaccinated to uh prevent them having it.
1: And it's but it's fairly effective. The the vaccine that's out that are out.
0: Yes, it's very effective.
1: Okay, and then what's the no. process like if, if you if you have um, uh, monkeypox and, it's, and it gets say you, you have a bad case of it? What can that person expect? And how and how serious it can that be?
0: They say it's very very painful. So far only the, there's on record that I'm aware of only one person has died from that, but that is very very painful, and that. Um, it will run its course, but it may also leave scarring.
1: Hmm. So, is it, is it kind of like uh, like a rash, or
0: no, no, it is 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 raised like pimples, like you got a pimple, it's yeah. like a super pimple, and um, it will show up around the contact areas, like if anyone's participating in oral sex or anal sex. It will show up
1: in those areas. Mm. So it kind of, almost sounds like like measles or something like that. Is what it sounds
0: like? Yeah, but it looks a lot worse. Wow, uh,
1: it's really bad. Wow. So, so what are some of the things that we could be doing every day to, to improve our immune systems to help us fight some of these these a lot of these d- diseases? That are, it seems like they're popping up all the time now. So we're getting like we just got over, we got hopefully got rid of COVID, or it seemed like we're kind of controlled COVID. It's still out there, but, you know, we're can, we're uh, dealing with it now. Now we got monkeypox.
0: Yeah, so what happened with COVID, the more people who got vaccinated against it, it has helped to decrease the amount of people who are getting it, even though many people have been vaccinated and getting COVID, but the outcome is much better than in the beginning. And so the same with uh, monkeypox. You have to, um, you know, make sure your hygiene is really good. That you're washing your hands. Be mindful of any exchange of bodily fluid. Kind of the same things we used to discuss when um, AIDS HIV started. Um, you want to be mindful of changing any bodily fluid. Um, some people are stating that they're going to be wearing more long sleeve um, tops. So that um, they have less body uh, exposed to, you know, to the infection. Um, so every day we'll be hearing more and more. So the public needs to just read up on it and uh, stay aware. Read read the site of the CDC so that you'll become aware, and the the VA will put out information also for our veterans.
1: So bodily fluids is one thing we have to watch out for. So is is uh, monkeypox something that you can catch other than through sexually transmitted means or uh, sexual contact? Could you, can you get it from touching They're someone? or?
0: They're showing that you possibly can, like say you have an open wound or something and, and you're around somebody, but it's not probably that easy to catch because there'll be more of us with it. So that's always a good sign when you can point to what is the probability and the variability of these viruses. This is a virus. Your immune system, the same thing we talked about with, with COVID, you know, make sure you're eating right, that you are, um, you know, just taking whatever you need to build up your immune system. Um, you know, good food. Um, Make sure you're maintaining good health. Uh, Blueberries. um, You know, they got a number of things out that will contribute to improving your immune system.
1: So antioxidants and things along those lines, making sure you're eating a lot of vegetables, green leafy vegetables.
0: Green leafy vegetables, fruit. Right now, you know, we have a lot of seasonal fruit that will help us to uh, improve our immune system. And... No, no,
1: I was okay. my my question was I'm going, going in that in that, in that topic is a lot of people are using a lot of, like these holistic um, like um, natural remedies and things along those lines. Where does where do, where do you fall on natural remedies versus using medicine like um, prescription medication,
0: particularly? Uh, well, my personal well, my personal take on this. Uh, I believe in holistic medicine as well as traditional medicine. So I would say if you want to try a holistic route, fine, but if you're not getting better, then you need to go traditionally and and meet with a doctor and then work with your doctor. Uh, There are doctors out there that believe in holistic um, medicine too, but there are some disease process that if you try to go the holistic way, Then it will take a long time and, and it might, you might end up being sicker or injured more than how you started out. So those are something that the, um, the public needs to talk to their doctors about. Don't, um, you know, I know there's a lot of stuff on Facebook and Twitter and whatever else they go to. Mm -hmm. A lot of that has not been supported. Um, but there are a lot of reliable articles. Uh, relating to holistic um, treatments of, you know, medical problems.
1: So My last question is about the, goes back to the vaccine for COVID. So, are there going to be more boosters coming out? And is are, the, and are these? And is, is there going to be a situation where every year we're going to have to get, um, like we say, we get a flu shot every year. You have to get you get a booster shot for COVID. Is that what you see yeah. happening with COVID?
0: I'm not, you know, I'm not a scientist as right now. We're encouraging everybody to get the booster. Um, please be mindful that as we're going into September and October, um, make sure you get your flu vaccine and also on top, stay on top of your booster. If you have one booster and certain population, they're encu- uh, encouraging you to get a second booster, sh- booster shot. So my my I myself will be getting uh, mine in around mid September
1: okay so maybe every year maybe think about getting a booster
0: um i, I will follow the science on these um, viruses and um and monitor my health and should my health um you know start taking a turn like if I become diabetic or have heart disease uh any of these things, then definitely I will, um, you know, seek to get a booster according to my health status.
1: Okay. But the key thing is making sure you're talking to your doctor to know if it's a good idea to get a your booster, doctor. making sure that you're taking the right types of medication. And if you're going to go the holistic route or, or go the route of, you know, being, um, you know, healthy or all natural, make sure that you're doing the right things and not taking stuff that's, that's not really helping you and maybe prolonging your ailment. <laughs>
0: Yes, and I'd like to also encourage our listening audience, men and females. Females don't have prostates, but those we love do. And, um, you know, our brothers, fathers, um, significant others, they encourage them to get their prostate checked. If they're in that age group, please get it checked.
1: Hmm. So are we seeing, what? What's the? I don't know if you have this information yet, but are we seeing... Um, um, Are we ready for the next flu season? Are we seeing anything on the horizon, like um, any spikes in COVID cases? And now we're getting moving into fall.
0: Um, Actually, our census with COVID cases in the area that I'm in, Chicago area, is down some, but it could spike. Uh, We're getting ready to go into another holiday period on the fifth of September. So, anytime that we're around. A group of people, I'm I'm seeing the public is getting a little lax about um, wearing masks. And, you know, they feel comfortable, but people also have more knowledge about how COVID is spread. But I would encourage you, if you're in any large group, to have a mask on. My husband and I still mask when we go to grocery store. Um, if we're at a restaurant, we wear a mask. Um, inside we have to take it off to eat but we try to make sure our table is not in a crowded area we tend to go later in the day or earlier in the evening for dinner where there may not be as many people so you have to kind of think strategically on how you're going to protect your health Ms. Um, Adelina
1: Marshall I appreciate your time thanks for all the information you've given us
0: thank you thank you for having us